Hey everyone, welcome to or welcome back to the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ and I'm joined by my co-host Telsey and together we explore topics surrounding flow as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. So on this week's episode of the Flowcast, we've got Mike Doherty with me. He's the the owner of Dojo Muay Thai, uh, which is a, a Muay Thai and um, I believe like kickboxing and everything gym in, in town. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we do teach mainly Muay Thai as a specialty, but uh, I've I've done a little bit of kickboxing and boxing and stuff like that as well, and kind of offer. Um, it's good to like uh, work on things like specifically as well as all together. Yeah, it's very cool. So uh, yeah. the reason that I wanted to get you in today is because you're just off of another uh, tournament win, or is it was is it like what? How would you classify the the fight and the team that just went down to Florida, right? Yeah, that was uh, so that was like a I guess a world title. So. Um, it was uh, the IKF uh, World Classic Tournament, and it's, you know, people from all over can go into it, so all over the world can go into the tournament, and um, yeah, I fought, I think, two people from the States, and then I think, well, maybe from the, the first guy, I think was maybe um, from Mexico or something, and then the second guy was from the States, but... That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And did you, you won both fights? Yeah, I won the first one unanimous. Um, that was a uh, I felt the tougher fight. The guy, uh, he like, um, he was like the coach at a UFC gym in the states or something like that. And then um, he, I, I had to. I, he was had a good outside game, so I had to adjust and kind of lock him up in the in the clinch and throw some knees. <laughs> and then the second fight, I ended up winning by uh, KO in the first round. Awesome! Uh, wow! Yeah, Congratulations! So was, oh, thanks. So that's uh, yeah. another another feather in your cap with all of the fighting <laughs> accolades that you've got. But uh, also, what, what was it? Four out of five of the team members won their fights as well. Yeah, four four of us won, mm-hmm. and then there was uh, two that lost. But they, I wouldn't consider them losses. Like I never consider it a loss, anyways, because cool. you just you know learn from it and move forward, right? And, yeah. And uh, they, but the one decision especially was very like kind of, um, I don't know if I would have called it that way. It was, oh, okay. It was, a, it was I, I, I thought she won anyways, and um, but can't Sometimes. always. Sometimes with the decision, when it comes down to the decisions, it's, it's tough, tough like that. Yeah. That's that's really cool, though, that uh, because obviously, like, the flow cast um, really revolves around this concept of flow and, and hmm. flow states and really getting into, like, how you break down how people that excel in whatever field they're in can really get into this deep zone, mm-hmm. but also the concept that it's really tied in with like growth and mastery. Um, and you mentioned there like never recognizing a, a loss as a true loss, but an opportunity to learn. So mm-hmm. how did, uh, is that something that you instill in all of the fighters and, and how did you kind of come to that? Is, is that something you've always like thought of or how did you kind of come about that, that mindset? Uh, <laughs> 
a lot of just don't think anything gets done if you just you know you're constantly focused on losing right so it's it's uh i don't know i just you feel better when you're winning you know it's it in and not necessarily have to win belts or whatever you sure. know it's like okay you get up and you actually like going to the job that you're going to that's winning you know so it's like i don't know i just rather do that and make people feel good than make them feel bad kind of thing right but i guess the hard thing is the hard thing is it's actually it's kind of it takes some courage to go towards those feelings and feel that you deserve that kind of thing and and uh get out of your comfort zone i guess yeah totally and do you find that like the people at the gym like is it does it spread like is it sort of infectious when you kind of work with this mentality and yeah no definitely like everyone like wants to uh, we got an amazing group in there it's really cool to work with them they they make me want to get better every day i don't feel like i can (laughs) show up unless i do get better because it's like they're counting on me right so um that's why i keep trying to win i guess you know (laughs) is it's like i don't feel like i uh it's kind of one of the reasons why i one of my motives for fighting is is like i don't I don't feel like I deserve the position unless I'm, you know, constantly improving myself and getting better, right? And it just kind of helps them out too, I guess. Cool. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talk a lot about self-mastery. And uh, and usually this is like a question I'd save to the end, but I just like to make things kind of yeah. go with where the conversation is leading it. So, yeah. like, how do, you, uh, how do you define that? And, like, is it – or how do you define even – just mastery and what sort of things do you do to kind of keep following that path? I I think doing something every day towards like being better, I guess, like not, I guess, um, acknowledging where you've come from, like in, in like what you've done and stuff like that. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing that, um, you know where you're going and stuff like that so keeping the balance that way i guess but the self it's hard to put into words the self-mastery thing like i i try to do like at least like i i write these things down because i i try to do at least like one thing a day where i feel like i'm i'm just getting better myself in some way right where if I don't, I'm like, oh man, I wasted wasted a day kind of thing. But uh, like, yeah, like one one thing every day, I guess, to just be better. It's not that I don't feel like I'm, um, I've done a lot kind of thing because I have done a lot, but I'm not fixated on it because everything's always changing, right? So it's mm-hmm. um, constantly because the fight game's adaptable, right? So it's the one day you could be winning, one day you could be losing, and sometimes it's. It's just like, you know, maybe you're sick that day or something, you know, and you're losing. So it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I think your, your body just kind of repeats what you repeatedly do kind of thing. So if I'm always in the habit of, you know, winning and training and, and, and pushing myself to my limits and stuff like that when it comes to fight time, like even if I'm sick, which I, I did not feel good for my first fight. Um, I, I, uh, my body will just repeat what I repeatedly do. And that's what I actually, in my first fight of that tournament, like I, I, the weight cut kind of 
hurt me a little bit and I wasn't feeling the best. And then um, I actually went back to my went back to my training that my coach was taught me and, and uh, just literally went. It was like all I was thinking about was doing what I was just doing in the gym kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So um, if I, I hadn't had that mindset of self mastery and in training, doing better and better and better kind of thing and showing up then you know it wouldn't have helped me in that that actual situation when i needed it right so, yeah totally uh, so i guess i guess that's the meaning of training for me as well is mm-hmm. is to um you know you never know when you're gonna need it kind of thing is you just do it and have faith that if something does happen then you'll be prepared in that moment right so cool that makes sense yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah I don't know which, uh, yeah, that was, uh, kind of rambled on there. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, just, there's a couple of different things that I want to like go off of that, but do you, um, do you like write down these goals or these training objectives that you kind of accomplish or is there any kind of, uh, daily practice behind that? Or is it just something at this point that, that just gets done? Yeah, like um, I always have like objectives and stuff I'm moving towards. Like I'll have things for, um, you know, for my gym, like mm-hmm. myself and like different aspects of, of the in different like categories of each is mainly just like the gym and myself, I guess. But, you know, competition wise, I had a goal to compete in three tournaments this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've competed in two already and I won those two. And then uh, the the last the one I'll be competing for in October is um, Team Canada in Bosnia actually, so um, that's gonna be the real big one. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be ready for that. So um, yeah, no, I, I I definitely like I keep like I guess two journals. So like actually three, <laughs> which is weird. I only used to keep one, but I kind of separated them in different things. So. Cool. I guess one was for like my daily like to do's and stuff like that with the gym. And then that's kind of linked up with my goals with the gym. And then the other one is like my training routine. So I know that when it comes fight time, I can look when I feel like I'm not ready, I'm not in shape, whatever, you know, those thoughts start to come into your head. Like everyone, I can just look back on my paper and see the work that I put in Mm -hmm. the hours and hours I've put into my training and, and how I've eaten, how much time I've slept, you know, what were my thoughts like, and um, like, what was my training like that day? And um, I can look back and like, I, I guess, reassure myself with that one. And then the other one I keep is almost like a little kind of philosophy book, because I got some weird stuff going on in my head sometimes. So I just <laughs> write it out. And yeah. But. Right. Cool. So yeah, th- that's, pretty similar to like what i do and are they paper journals like you're actually writing it down and everything yeah like i think that makes it makes it real and sometimes like you know especially in the fight game there's there is a lot of like uh fear and anxiety to it so um getting it out is important i think Mm. but yeah um i know i've i've heard before you're you're a big fan of stoic philosophy yeah <laughs> is that something you kind of made a daily practice of it i believe is that something you pretty much stick to and and how does that like incorporate into your own style of, of philosophy with with fighting and like what you do on a regular basis and yeah it helps you 
I find it helps me keep balanced, like uh, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, you're constantly balancing things in the sport of Muay Thai. So you're, for example, like if I throw a punch straight out, that's like external energy. When I bring it in, it's internal energy. So I'm constantly balancing those. And if they're both energies are balanced at the same speed, then I ha- I get good snap on my on my punch, for, mm. for example. So I do the, there's the same thing with like your emotions and stuff like that, right? So um, stoic philosophy really, I guess, helps, helps me with that anyways, where I can, I can stay more neutral, um, and not react to things as much as, um, like maybe my opponent does kind of thing in the ring. Right. So, um, cause when you get hit with something, you're just like, some people will be like, Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to like run at this guy, sure. you know? And, um, or some people will be like, get scared and back off. Right. Or some people get that freeze response, right? So there's all those types of responses. And um, I guess, yeah, the philosophy kind of helps me learn to stay neutral and balanced where I can I could go to those end of those, like, uh, like I could go to, like, getting angry. I could go to getting sad, but it I'm able to, I guess, draw it in faster by practicing that kind of stuff. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's very cool. And you, uh, so you even, you read, like, some some of the stoic stuff like daily almost right and yeah. who's your who would you say your favorite of the stoics is uh, i have a hard time saying his name but <laughs> uh the uh epictus or epictetus i think yeah. okay yeah like i like his stuff um yeah. his like because uh, he ultimately like muay thai muay thai I've noticed is like a lot about the choices you make. Yeah. You know, so if I make a wrong choice, I'm getting punched in the head a lot of the time. Yeah. So if I make a good choice, I'm doing the punching. Right. <laughs> um, so I I like his books because he's a lot about freedom of choice. Uh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Now with the, so you were kind of talking about how reacting to um, and, and kind of keeping that cool emotion in in the fight and everything. Do you get like a lot of performance performance anxiety and like how do you uh, how do you typically handle that? Yeah, that's a funny thing um, because like every time I think I'm like good at handling it, I'm not. So it's <laughs> like it's super annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I. Uh, um, I fought in Thailand this year too, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, I was super scared, <laughs> you know, I, like because I didn't have, uh, I didn't do the same training I normally do. I, I kind of just hopped into the fight. It was like on a day's notice, you know, and and like I was training, yes, but I wasn't keeping track of my training. I wasn't doing my things to take that anxiety away and stuff like that, right? Uh, okay. Um, so fear a lot of the time when it comes to a fight it will show up in logic where it's like it'll give you especially in a fight there's a ton of reasons not to do that it's like (laughs) why am i even fighting this person right now you know but um i think a good reason why you're doing it is important in that situation so you can you can almost argue with yourself you know so um it's just learning to identify it before it's too late so i think you know knowing 
understanding your fear is very important in mm-hmm. like being able to identify where it shows up, which is hard because we're almost blind to it because it's because it's in our head, right? So um, I think you know, and having a trusted group around you is very important because this time, you know, um, I just had you know, my coach kind of identified it for me when I was like, he could see that I was off and he, he, uh, he just said like, he's like, yo, you don't have to do this, man. (laughs) You know? And I was like, let me sleep on it kind of thing, you know? And (laughs) and so I like went back to my room, came back. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. You know? Cause I, 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 the reasons why I was doing it outweighed the reasons why I shouldn't do it kind of thing. You know? So yeah, I don't know. I guess that's how I deal with it is is break it break it down so it doesn't seem so big and mm-hmm. look at it um, as to why I'm doing something. It's yeah. super interesting. Um, and and if I so I've heard kind of your your philosophy on why you fight before and I find it really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you care to share that at all? Or do you want to kind of go into sort of you? It, it's very it's not it's definitely different from what I've kind of heard from (laughs) fighters before so yeah um yeah no for sure yeah like i uh i like i have no problem i guess getting hit myself so i i i was never i guess that that motivated to like um fight for myself like i i I think i've maybe worn my belts like once or twice it doesn't that kind of doesn't mean that much to me Mm -hmm. uh what means more to me is um I guess showing people that you know that I'm scared doing it too and it's just like I guess um not giving into those fears me- means more to me you know I feel better every time after that I've you know almost you know leveled up from going through that pain and going through that those trials where where I'm not uh where I'm not giving into my, my, myself almost, you know? So yeah, I, I, I guess I fight more for, you know, like my team and, and, um, the people that support me and like the fight in Thailand, especially like I keep drawing back to that one is because I was super scared for that one, you know? And, uh, cause the guy I fought had like 200 something fights. Right. So I was like, oh man, wow. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got close to 50, but, um, you know, it's not 200. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like if you're looking at it on the path <laughs> to mastery and just like yeah. building in that, that ingraining that skill can, so that was a fight you won in Thailand, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the story to me was super fascinating because you kind of, beat a guy at his own game and, and at his own mental <laughs> yeah. game too yeah. uh can you can you like recount that story because like when i heard it i was like man i got chills because it was just like <laughs> so cool that that uh, you kind of were able to really just i'd say like dominate the like a guy at his own game which is like sounds pretty it, it was very impressive yeah like if i um honestly like a lot of it comes like i don't if I had to just went in there and doing just fighting, like I would have lost, but mm-hmm. I, I accounted a lot to my training and I, I, I just, you know, I just know that I train. One of the reasons why I quit in my job in the first place is like, I couldn't get better as much as I needed to. So I, I wanted to dedicate all my time 
to Muay Thai throughout the day. So I, I just train a lot, you know, I'm not always training super hard, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm training a lot. So I guess recounting to my fight, that training just kind of helped me in that situation. But I could feel in the fight that um, this was really weird is that he was reading almost everything I was doing. This was probably the most like defensive fighter I've ever fought against where um, anytime I, he, I moved, he would counter it and he was just locked onto my movement. And um, I actually at one point in the fight tested it out where I thought about something and he moved in a certain way as to, to counter that movement. And I was like, what the heck? Is this guy in my head right now? <laughs> you know, like, so then I started, when I stopped, when I stopped anticipating and um, thinking so much and overthinking things and just started being and doing and and I was just like, I don't even care. I'm just gonna hit this guy. So I just started going with my thing and then it worked. So I just kept going with that and not overthinking. I found that I was I was starting to land more and more shots. Uh-huh. So I was more, I guess, in the moment than, you know, thinking externally as what what's he he's doing because he I know he's reading me and countering all my moves kind of thing so I need to um get focused and get present kind of thing and in um you know make this happen and I ended up uh catching him in the fourth round and getting a knockout so it was <laughs> yeah it ended up working out pretty good but I was definitely banged up after that one for sure though yeah that yeah that's it's amazing because it actually it, it leads perfectly into uh kind of this concept of flow when it comes to fighting because that's you know yeah. describing exactly the the some of the key characteristics which is like that la- lack of um self-consciousness where you're kind of just in in the moment now um i can imagine but does time slow down for you when you're like fighting is or does time dilate in any strange ways yeah like yeah it's weird (laughs) it's weird i don't know i don't even know how to explain it but you know like it's sometimes like one one thing that really stands out for me is like like i've 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 got a few knockouts on my record and um when i've actually knocked someone out that energy like is super weird so like when i thinking back on it like in the moment like i'm almost like not thinking like mm. i'm almost just doing and um and and almost responding through my, my training and stuff and what yeah. i what i'm what i do you know and what i see in the moment but like i i look back on my knockouts and stuff like that and you know that's where it's like when it happens it's like a crazy burst of energy and like uh, i the one for this belt here is like i felt the shock go like all the way up my arm and down my back into my leg and i was like what the you know and i thinking back on the fight like like i felt it in the fight yes but then reflecting back on it i felt it like more i was like whoa that went like (laughs) yeah that was weird (laughs) you know yeah it's a it's a very like interesting i guess effect like looking back on it i, I don't know yeah. it might be because like in the moment i've never really thought of this exactly but 
you can look back on it and it feels like it's slowed down a lot more maybe than what it actually is in the moment. Yeah. I think it's because like that memory becomes so clear to you because yeah. you're not um, consciously thinking so much. So it's like a, even like a, like a video screen is being re- recorded for you of that moment. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I, I get the same uh, feeling a lot with that, but do you, uh, do you recall like when this sort of a sense of, of being in the zone with fighting kind of first became more clear to you? Cause like, I'm always curious if there's like a turning point in somebody's mm. um, timeline and like, do you, is there anything that when stands was, out to you? Yeah. Like when I was more aware to it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like when I've, I, I can definitely feel a change in my, in my fight game. There was a, a point where my fight game changed and it was when I, I lost, you know, I, most of my fights that I lost were all actually in a row. So um the rest like i i go on big winning streaks and stuff like that so um but i think i'm like i forget my record but you know that i lost i think it was like five fights in a row or something like that and after that shift like i used to be a fighter that would just go forward and i just didn't care and i would just throw it i i got away because i could hit hard so I got away with that for like many years. I was a purely like just physical and technical fighter, you know, after those five losses, I'm like, wow, I really just can't hang in with the high level people, you know? Um, And I was like, I had to really take a look in the mirror. I'm like, do I want to keep doing this kind of thing? You know, I'm like, (laughs) I'm just going and getting beat up. So (laughs) I took a, a, I spent like a year maybe of like self-reflection and stuff like that. And and uh figured out what i want to do with it and like it's something i i love to do it's just i didn't have the the mental strength behind it you know and and awareness behind it of, of why i'm doing what i'm doing and when when i should strike or what you know the i guess the some of the formula and stuff like behind the actual striking game i was just doing more than i was thinking Hmm. you know so i um spent a lot of time on like i guess learning like a ton um about the fight game a lot more and then um and made that a daily practice like i still do that even today right but and that was kind of the shift for me that my awareness you know and learning to become more aware and i think for fighting like one of the things i say and i got this from like that book the the power and now is just like watch the thinker hmm. so he says watch the thinker in there and it's a good way to identify how you're feeling in the moment especially like you know i did it mid fight and made an adjustment to win my first fight whereas the first round was very close like the guy was hitting me um hit me pretty well with with hands on the outside which i usually win that game you know so i'm like well i gotta change something so and then i was like seeing myself you know i didn't want to get frustrated or whatever so i just i changed to uh clinching them up and kneeing instead right but yeah that i guess that little saying is a good way to bring yourself out of that just doing thing and then going to like 
thinking and identifying what what is the true issue here and what do I need to do kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right? If that makes, if I answered that question, I just kind of yeah, <laughs> rambled sure. a bit. Obviously, there's a lot of like a thought that goes into the the training and and preparation for each fight are there any like superstitions or anything or like rituals that you really follow strictly other than this this daily practice that you you've really instilled that helps you with as you said like even the maintaining or overcoming the performance anxiety and stuff are there any like superstitious kind of things that that uh you do as well you know what? Like I used to be very like superstitious where I'd have to wear the same pants to the fight or the same shirt. You know, I used to be like that. And then one time I lost with the superstitious stuff, you know, and I'm like, no, we're going to. Um, so I guess the superstition I have kind of thing is not really being attached to something, but also giving all my energy, you know, so it's not like if that makes sense. Well, it's like the balance you talked about with stoic philosophy even. Exactly. Yeah. You know, where it's like I'm not, you know, like I do do s- certain things. Like I have a neck, like a, a, a necklace that like my uncle uh, made me. I bring that to the ring lately. Um, but I guess it's always different for every fight because I fight for almost different reasons every fight. So okay. it's... Um, you know, for example, the I'll go back to the one in Thailand. Like, um, I was super scared in that one, and I was just like, all I, you know, all I did was pictured like my my, uh, my nephews and niece out in the crowd, like watching me. I'm like, oh man, I ain't losing in front of these guys. <laughs> this guy thinks I'm a superhero, so uh-huh. I'm like, you know, so like that kind of thing, thought process. I think like, but um, you know, the the main one is being. I guess super superstition wise is being true to my training and um, not cutting corners, you know, where I, 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 I do 50 kicks, I got to do 51 or I got to do 52, you know, or I ran this far yesterday. No, I got to run this far today and I'll have to like touch the sign. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, so I'm very like disciplined in my training. So, I don't rely on, I guess, the the superstition to kind of carry me through. Yeah. Cool. That's that's very cool. Uh, is there yeah. like a you were kind of talking about like some of the, the the bigger goals with with fighting and stuff? Is there like an end point or like an ultimate goal there that you're trying to achieve? Like you said, this uh, is this the first time with Team Canada this year or? Um, yeah, this is the first time I'm actually going for it. So I've, I've made Team Canada th- um, two or three times, three times. Um, but this is the first time I'm actually like, no, man, you're going. Like there's, there's a lot of things that always come up for Team Canada because we got to, you know, as fighters, we got to pay our way and stuff like that, yeah. right? And, you know, it's not cheap to go to Bosnia. So, <laughs> you know, um, and all the in training costs as well, like, you know, um, trying to, eat you know um Mm -hmm. keep up with that um like i sure you understand that with weightlifting yeah (laughs) um so there's a lot that goes into it but yeah no this is the first time i'm actually going for it cool yeah that's awesome now so kind of switching gears because you're also a, a business owner um 
So how do you like, I guess you kind of, uh, you have already touched on this a bit, but how do you like find that balance between owning a business and also being at such a top level as an, as an athlete? Steven, something, you know, for selfish reasons, I'm curious about your yeah. thoughts because you've been, you've been <laughs> doing this for a while now. And uh, like, what's, what, what are some of like the key things you do there? That's a funny thing. Yeah, it's, it's cause that's the hardest thing to balance for sure is is um because i have a mission with the with my training and stuff like that but i i'm also like i'm also caring for people too right and yeah. the, the hardest part is learning to balance those two things you know but the cool thing is the mission is actually the caring for people you know so the reason why i um so that's like a jocko willing thing right so um the reason why i uh you know fight is because I want to inspire those people to show them they can do it too. I want to, I want people to feel the feelings that I, I feel when I like win, win the belts or whatever and overcome my fears and stuff. Right. So that makes training a lot easier when I'm, when I'm, when I'm training and, um, when I'm coaching it, it, I can, I can go from a place of experience to, to help that out. Mm -hmm. But also the better I get at, you know, the better I get at coaching, the better I get at fighting, you know, the yeah. better I get at fighting is the better I get at coaching. So they work, um, hand in hand, you know, um, and then I just treat, I kind of treat business like a fight almost mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, if I need to do something different, I, I train for it and I'll, I'll learn and, and figure, figure it out. Right. Um, so I guess that's where it works hand in hand. And I just realized I didn't answer the end game question, but um the the end game kind of thing is with with fighting is um i'm just seeing where it goes i guess <laughs> you know like i i there's a few things i want to do left um like i would like to do some boxing fights but i've i've been fortunate where i haven't been hit that much in yeah. my fights where i haven't been like like hurt really bad like um i've got my nose broken pretty bad one time but like I haven't been like, <laughs> I there's a superstition. <laughs> I haven't been, uh, yeah, no, hit that bad that I've been uh, like hurt right. and put out for a long time, right? So because that could definitely shift shift the thinking, I would imagine. Yeah, and I I'm, I make sure I take the time, I guess, between fights to to rest, recover, and and take time off and. Um, yeah, that's very important. Like sure. to, taking the even taking the rest throughout my training. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas Sundays I try, I'm like, no one can find me usually. <laughs> yeah. Know? So, that's, yeah, that's cool. Cool, and that's sort of I can imagine that would apply to uh, also handling like the stress of business as well. Then too, exactly. Are you guys? You guys are? Are you open on Sundays or? Uh, no, like I think eventually I'll. Um, get some classes going yep. on Sundays, but, um, I don't think I'll be teaching it. Okay. <laughs> I need a day to just, yeah, recharge the batteries and whatnot and yeah. just kind of, um, I, I, I do a lot of like, uh, lesson plans and stuff like that on Sundays where I'm kind of in the zone with that part of it. Sure. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, a question that, that was, was asked for, this episode is uh, is like how do you deal? So we, we covered the performance anxiety, but do you uh, like deal with? Are you more on like the just 
depressed scale or anxious scale? And how do you deal with anxiety if you ever face that uh, in, in, to any extreme? Yeah, um, like I would because I'm so like, like, I guess, like goal oriented and stuff like that. I kind of deal, I guess, a little bit more with the, the anxiety end of things. Like I don't um, I don't feel like depressed too often. Right obviously it's not a never kind of thing because i feel both how i deal with it is um you know breaking it down logically i break it down with logic so i'll look at it um for what it for what it is you know be 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 realistic with it right am i feeling this thing for a reason or am i you know you know what did i what did i do I guess I draw it internally. So what did I do to, to cause that emotion, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts cause emotions and emotions cause thoughts. So you can kind of control that, right? So if you change your thoughts, you can change your emotions, right? And I I just, uh, I don't know, look at it that way. And, and when I, so when I'm feeling something, I'll, I'll pay attention to it. Don't ignore it, yeah. you know, and I'll be like, okay, why am I feeling that? and sit down and figure it out right because i think that's where it starts to get too far to the end of the spectrum is is ignoring that feeling and in you know putting like a cap on that feeling but like your feelings are important you need to you know you know pay attention to them and and figure out why it's actually happening and most of the time it's internal Mm -hmm. but a lot of the time we push it external where it's like, oh, this person caused that emotion. <laughs> or it's like, no, you, you're the only one that did that. So um, I guess taking ownership of that and responsibility of your feelings is important. But, I've always found yeah. a very like strong relationship between stoic philosophy and like the practices of, of either, whether you want to call it like Buddhism or mindfulness. Mm. That's like a very mindful but also stoic answer to the question do you have like a do you have a specific mindfulness practice as well or is it more tied in with like this reflection and stoicism like i guess i don't like i guess i'm like practicing it like all the time like so it's not like i'm ever i ever really I, like you don't sometimes, like sit and meditate or anything, but no, okay. yeah, like, but I I'll, like I'll sit down some, like I'll sit down, <laughs> I'll sit down sometimes, yeah, that's usually <laughs> how it is, but um, I'll sit down sometimes in in like all where I need to separate myself from like the situation and be like, okay, what do I, you know, and that's when I'm like setting goals or whatever and looking at something like unbiased almost, where I take a seat back from my fighting career or my my the business or whatever you know and I'll, I'll i'll look at it from an outside perspective but at the same time i'm doing that while i'm actually doing the task mm. so it's not like like i'm always like for example you're making choices in the moment towards my greater goals kind of thing so it's not like i'm just doing things because like i'm doing things because i want to you know i want to accomplish something you know and do do something with the the fight game and in coaching game as well you know and 
Yeah. But I don't know if that answered that. <laughs> For sure. It's yeah. however you want to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever comes yeah, naturally to you. Um, I think I've only got like one more question, which is uh, like something that came up that I just came to mind because it's part of something that I think is important is finding that balance with uh, social media. So what, what's your, what are your takes on social media? Obviously running a business, you have to do a, a certain amount with the business, but how do you find that balance or what, what are your thoughts? Are you, are you uh, on it a lot? Do you try to maintain like a, a balance there and kind of, you know, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that's a good one because it, it's big right yeah, now. Absolutely. Um, I think, I, I, again, I try to treat it like a fight. So um, I'm I'm not on it that much as much as I should be as a, as a, a, a business person, you know. Um, but I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Uh, <laughs> Like, I, I think anything in moderation, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not like I don't eat, like I've been eating donuts all week this week, <laughs> you know, like, so it's like, I just got out of a fight camp where I was super disciplined for months, right? So I have a week where I'm just doing stupid stuff and eating whatever's in front of me, you know? Um, but I think the same can go for like social media too, right? So I have a timer on my phone for my social media and stuff like that. If I go over that timer, I'm not like on it. So I just, um, yeah, I have a, a, a timer for the certain, I guess, apps or whatever. Um, I'll do whatever I got to do within that time frame, And then after that, I kind of shut it down because... It kind of messes your sleep cycle up too, like the the blue light and stuff, right? So I don't, uh, I don't know, like to be on my phone that much. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be uh, doing other stuff. Right on. Um, which do you have an i like an iPhone or an Android phone? Which which app is that that you use? Is it just um, like a? Is it the one that's kind of baked into the software, or is it like something specific outside of that? Um, the inst well, like social media, or what do you? Sure, doing? yeah, like. Yeah. Usually I go through like Instagram. I actually like that one better. Um, more pictures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I usually do it through Instagram, and then like uh, I'll do stuff on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like okay. that. But I see most of the following is on like Instagram, Facebook kind of stuff. So yeah. I just post most of the stuff there. But we have like I, I guess like Facebook groups where I update people on like announcements and and um, right. Um, yeah, like competition team stuff and just try to keep people organized that way. But, cool. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's definitely important and it's a good practice. I, I like the I like the idea. We've talked about it before on the podcast, but implementing some sort of like timer to even just be aware of like your usage, even if it's not. I know some of them can like have that like hard line that cuts you off and others are more just like a notification that you kind mm -hmm. of can ignore if you want but it's important to build that awareness around how much you're using it and yeah if it's impacting your sleep yeah and like the blue light that's emitted because uh that's sweet and just like uh i think I, I think we talked about this when josh was on but you were the first one i saw to ever really be using the the blue light blocking glasses <laughs> and uh 
do you uh yeah did you do you make use of them like much or did you find it like helpful at all to yeah no usually when i'm on the computer if i'm like doing emails or whatever i got to do on the computer i'll usually have them on cool yeah yeah it's a it's it's a good practice because i mean even just for like eye strain and everything like that much blue light coming straight at your eyes is is pretty damaging over time yeah, and then you see yourself like hunched in front of the computer. Your eyes <laughs> yeah. just dried right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, awesome. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to to mention or go over? Um, you said like the the time thing. You know, I thought that was an interesting thing, like tracking your time with social media. But I do the same actually with like that like one journal I was talking about. Um, like I do the same with my goals and stuff like that. So cool. I track my time with you know, especially my Muay Thai, you know, my training in Muay Thai and my training in my time I spend on my, my uh, curriculum and stuff like that, that I teach to people, oh, yeah. you know, so I track the time with that. Um, not only does that take my anxiety away and give confirmation of how much, you know, effort I've put into these products, but it's, you know, it gives me a, a sense of what where I spend my most time and w- what's working, right? So cool. track that, track like the, you know, the time I spend doing the operations of the gym, how much I'm teaching, what whatever, right? And, and, uh, and I can, I guess, you know, get a grasp of where to, I guess, allocate my time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Uh... Correctly. That's that's but, awesome. That's something that uh, is definitely a valuable way to go about. Uh, we recently had an episode that was all about like time management and uh, oh, cool. productivity, and that I don't think we ever really touched on that as a key point, but that can definitely uh, help people. I think it, it raises that like awareness and mindfulness of where, like you said, maybe need to allocate more time, um, and even just considering if the amount of time that you're spending on something is is worthwhile and maybe if you need to adjust it uh do you do you just kind of like do like a line graph of that or like how do you or do you just like write down the number of hours or whatever in the journals um yeah like i'll I'll, the night before i plan what i'm going to do during the day okay and like what time i have to do these things um and i'll break it into 25 minute windows cool um and then i'll have like a five minute break where i just get up and like think about nothing yeah yeah <laughs> just look around the room um, <laughs> but um yeah no tw- 25 minute windows sometimes i'll like uh usually i'm pretty strict on that but sometimes i estimate wrong like say I, I gave myself two 25 minute windows to get this part of the curriculum done i'm not gonna you know if i if I don't get it done in that time, I'll just keep working on it because I'm in that flow state. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'll just keep going with that and then get on to my next point, like tomorrow kind of thing, right? Cool. But yeah, like I think the the timing thing's very important to bring awareness to what you spend your time on because then it'll bring awareness to like how many cat videos you know you're watching <laughs> on social media, like yeah. getting down that wormhole, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's awesome. That's yeah. a that's a, a really great tip to to take away. Do you use like a, a bullet journal or or what kind of journal? Like, do you actually like block it out or or how's it kind of look? Is I'm just very curious about that. Yeah, like no, I, that's cool. I kind of, as you can see, like with yeah. the 
like the bullet journals like this it's very easy to like even oh, cool. make like a um like a if you were gonna like block them out into little actual like cubes oh, cool. so that's kind of like it's i'm curious because like a lot of people using that style of dot grid journal are able to like make it very visually like apparent yeah um, so it is similar like that that i do is this yeah. is like I'll, I'll write down like basically five things that i want to get done throughout the day uh -huh. um and put them in order prioritized so like what um i do first usually what i do first is like i'll, I'll work on something towards um muay thai yeah you know because that's my main purpose top priority top priority first so i do something towards muay thai first every single day yeah and then that's sundays included <laughs> you know and then um after that i'll go i'll go down and like um things with less priority kind of thing you know then i'll put beside it like uh like a, a number i got it from this like productivity planner thing but then okay. i just started doing my own, own journals with it but yeah um then i'll put like a little box and a number and the number is like how many uh 25 minute windows um do i estimate uh, to do okay. this task gotcha you know? yeah and then i'll just like um color in like i'll draw like color in a little circle mm -hmm. for the one you know color in a little circle for the second one kind sure. of thing if there's two windows yeah. you know and then if i have to keep going i'll color in another one and then so you write down the estimated time and then the actual time mm -hmm. so then it, you can look at it and be like oh okay it actually took me that long instead of instead of this right i need to and you get better at estimating your time as well of too. course all right awesome that's a it's a very good uh, a good practical tip for how to how to implement that and I like that a lot. Cool. Uh, yeah, sweet. Is there anything else? I know that you kind of had a we're we're running out of time here, but yeah. um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. Go to the, go to the flow spa. It's awesome. <laughs> like I went to another planet when I was in here. <laughs> yeah yeah That's right cool. on thank you i'll i'll be sure to also like uh link in all of yeah. your your social media stuff and oh cool and uh hopefully anybody that's interested in in taking up a martial art check out mike's gym in peterborough sweet yeah thank you thanks mike appreciate it yeah <laughs> you bet thank you for listening to this episode of the Flowcast. if you like listening to our podcast be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast platform. This actually helps to make a difference and to spread the word to more people wanting to listen to this podcast. We put together regular Q&A episodes where we answer your questions. So send us any questions you have either to the Facebook page at FlowSpaON or find us on Instagram, or you can also send the questions through the flowspa.ca website. And remember that by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform, you'll get notified when each new episode is released. Thank you again for listening to the Flowcast, and we'll talk to you again next time.